Everyone here wants to see my style. Now the making of a good compilation takes very subtle art. Bullet up selector. This is more like it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Genre Fix. I'm your host, Run DMT. Very proud to return to you with another amazing history lesson about a style of electronic music you might not know that much about. Before we jump in, I want to remind you guys to go over to www.killyouregonow.com and join our mailing list. We're going to have tons of goodies for you coming up soon. Um, one of the things we've kicked around is having these podcasts, the mixes available for you guys. We're going to have stuff for you, but head over there, join our mailing list. Check out our merch section. Uh, we have lots of really cool in-house designed merch that we put up, and we will give you 15% off if you use code PODCAST15. Um, and we also have the all of the back catalog podcasts, including the Kill Your Ego podcast, which I know you guys love. So um, so be sure to check that out, www.killyouregonow.com. Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump into a style of music that means a lot to me and has a very close place to my heart. Let's talk about drum and bass. I got into this music around 2000, was starting with the Diesel Boy mixes and sort of worked my way up as I started DJing into getting into like really, it really into it. So around 2004, 2005, I was head on doing drum and bass, um, devil may care attitude. And, uh, and I love it. And I just, I, I owe a lot to this style of music. So I'm very excited to tell you guys about it. A couple of things before we start. We're not going to be diving deep into Jungle this episode. That will be a podcast all on its own. Jungle is a super duper important style of music and uh, and will have its day. So uh, we will kind of be glossing over the early history going quick, go through it quick, 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 because we've got a lot of ground to cover um, and this mix is a little bit long. So the second thing I was going to mention is that I'm going to go ahead and just give you sort of an abbreviated history at the beginning here um, and then I will sort of get deeper into it as the mix goes along that way uh, we can sort of save time and uh, you guys can sort of we can just start getting into it right now sound good awesome so drum and bass music uh, comes from the hardcore subculture in uh, in the UK so we, we all know hardcore music uh, and it, it emerged in the late 80s and through the early 90s um, and then it started splitting off into two distinct subgenres. Happy Hardcore, which we all know, um, which is a super duper ravey and underground sort of vibey, uh, ha happy style of music. And then the other was Jungle. Uh, and so Jungle came of the Hardcore Jungle movement. So Hardcore and Jungle combined to create such memorable albums as Prodigy's Experience. That's probably going to be like one of the best mainstream examples of like jungle breakbeat that you're going to hear and uh and that's like what hardcore sort of emerged into going one of two directions one was very happy one was sort of angsty and like uh you know like very you know visceral so jungle was sort of blowing up and um it was starting to get a lot of notoriety um some some by not so savory individuals that brought a lot of drama to the jungle shows so a lot of these early drum and bass pioneers, um, such as LTJ Bookham, um, Fabio, Groove Writer, uh, these type of guys, um, they started wanting to distinguish themselves from the whole vibe of the jungle scene. So, uh, and plus the music they were writing 
just wasn't necessarily in line with what would be considered to be traditional jungle. So um, you had a lot of atmospherics in the case of LTJ Bookham, for example, uh, who took like the Amen Break, which that could be a podcast all of its own, but essentially what the Amen Break was, was a piece of this tune called Amen Brother by the Winstons that uh, damn near every drum and bass artist ever has used at some point in their career. So he was using these breaks um, along with like 808 rolling bass lines and, uh, and then adding like really lush atmospherics and little vocal notes to the whole thing um, and sort of uh, it, it permeating a little bit of the UK garage culture into it as well. Um, and like really sort of championing its own, its own style of music. So, um, so then you had guys like, uh, like him, Fabio Groove Rider, they were getting their own nights in, in Liverpool. And, uh, and so that was when drum and bass started kind of becoming its own sort of thing as far as something that people would go out and see. Uh, and this is happening, I'd say, probably around like 93 and 1994. So this is when these guys were starting to really get noticed and drum and bass started breaking out um, into its own. While atmospheric and lighter styles of drum and bass were playing really well to the mainstream crowd, these guys really wanted more of an underground vibe. Um, so they started putting their energy into making a lot heavier, darker, um, and definitely more in-your-face styles of drum and bass music. Most notably of this group uh, would probably be, be the supergroup Bad Company. Um, this group was legendary not only for making probably the most recognizable drum and bass track in history, but just constantly putting out a steady body of work even after the group disbanded. And they recently just uh, put out an album, by the way, which you should check out, but Shot Down on Safari, which was their album uh, that has just all of the amazingness on it. I highly suggest you guys go check out and really sort of like that's where drum and bass was headed uh, in the early 90s, you know, starting to really take off. <clears throat> Moving forward uh, in around the mid 2000s, we started seeing drum and bass like having its absolute renaissance worldwide and i say this as a north american because that's definitely when it was popping off the hardest here that's when you started to see not only the guys like diesel boy and planet of the drums um but you also had guys like evil intent you had uh you had people like e1 who would later go on to be kill the noise uh you know in and hive and gridlock and these guys out in san francisco everyone was really like just doing amazing stuff in the genre. This is also around the time he started seeing guys like Pendulum, Subfocus, these really major artists that ended up going well beyond the drum and bass spectrum in the long run started popping up. And around this time, you really started seeing like in step up in production because this is also when you started seeing guys like Noisia pop up and everyone was really bringing their A-game to the experimentation, the sounds they were using, the production style and the engineering. It all got ratcheted up between 2004 to 2005 dramatically. Uh, Andy C, of course, who had been there from the absolute beginning, and I'm, I'm sorry for not even mentioning you before all of this because Andy C is a very important character, but I'll talk about him more during the mix. And through Andy's Ram Records imprint, you were starting to see some just uh, like absolutely next level artists. And so in the UK, it was mainstream at its finest and it's still kind of sort of the same place that it was over there. Like drum and bass is huge over in the UK. And uh, and as the styles, like I said, we got to save a little bit of time here. So we'll, we'll talk about this a little more in the mix. So we're going to fast forward a little now, but Basically, the general progression of drum and bass music from the mid-2000s to now has sort of found itself 
moving back towards the original root styles that drum and bass came from, meaning that we're sort of stripped down drum and bass to its bare ingredients, which is drums, bass, and oftentimes like some weird noises and some really interesting edits, all with superior engineering. So that's sort of in a nutshell where drum and bass has come. So through like the late 2000s, um, and you start seeing like labels like Lifted uh, and, and guys like Spore and obviously Noisia really just start absolutely blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. And when dubstep started blowing up hard in 2010, 2011 in the United States, uh, there was a lot of integration from the drum and bass world uh, into that world for a lot of us producers that would listen to drum and bass nonstop when we were making our music. Um, acts like Delta Heavy that are still just absolutely blowing up right now. There's just so much. Um, so really like to talk about the modern history of drum and bass, I feel like it almost needs its own podcast because um, really like it's just so much has happened between 2007 to 2008 to now, um, just in that short amount of time, as far as different styles branching off, it might just make more sense to just keep it doing the subgenres for that to kind of sort of better explain uh, the roots for them. But for now, we're just going to go ahead and say, um, you know, this is sort of where drum and bass has landed is uh, in this sort of like a weird world of like retro amazingness. So, um, Anyways, like, let me just go ahead uh, and just jump into the mix right now because I think the best way to sort of show you guys uh, where everything went was just to have you guys listen to it. So let's go ahead and do that right now. Let's jump in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start off um, with a very iconic track by Goldie called Inner City Life. Um, and this features Diane Charlemagne, rest in peace. And, uh, and we'll also kind of get into how uh, as much as, as drum and bass is an amazing genre, we've seen it's, it's seen its fair amount of tragedy. Uh, so we will get into that in a little bit, but for now, let's go ahead and get into it.
that was Inner City Life. Um, like I said, a very important track. It came out in 1994 on, uh, I believe, FFRR, which was Pete Tong's label. And that was on, on Goldie's Timeless album. So a um, monumentally important track. Coming in right here, uh, we got a track by Natural Mystic called Tension. Um, and this is the Digital and Spirit remix. Um, this also came out in 1994 on Moving Shadow. Um, I gotta say, rest in peace to Spirit um, and a shout out to my buddy Steve Digital. Um, unfortunately, like I said before, Drum and Bass has had its share of tragedy um, as far as losing key members of, its, of the scene. Um, and from Spirit to Chemistry, who is one of the very early women of drum and bass for Goldie's Metalheads label, um, to Diane Charlemagne, who we just heard on that last track, um, Decibel. Um, there's been a, a lot of people, um, more so than other genres, I would say, that uh, have passed on. So it's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, yeah. But moving on, that uh, like I said, that was this is a digital and spirit. Remix. the jungle vibes in this track right there. Coming up, another super iconic track. This is a, a remix of Ready or Not by DJ Zink. track was just absolutely inescapable it still shows up in a lot of sets and it was a white label came out in 1995 still gets played on the regular still the jam Trick your finger. 
dropping in right there to Shimon and Andy C. This track is called Night Flight, one of the first ones out on Ram. Ram Records, very important label. And this came out in 1996. Um, coming in right here uh, was a track called Square Wave by Genotype, and it came out in 97 on Renegade Hardware. Um, now, Renegade Hardware was a very important label for pushing the heavier, harder, angrier style of drum and bass. Um, so a lot of your tech step artists, um, Loxy, Inc, uh, Gridlock, like a lot of these dudes found a home on, uh, on Renegade Hardware. Especially on, on labels like Renegade Hardware. track for myself called Turbulence by Moving Fusion. This is another one off of Ram Records. I'm going to go ahead and preface and say in these early years, um, Ram was just killing it um, as far as putting out uh, iconic tracks. So excuse, you'll excuse me for playing a bunch of Ram stuff. But uh, but yeah, this was, a, this was a particularly awesome track uh, that came out in 1998. Coming in right here, another one off of Ram uh, by Origin Unknown called Valley of the Shadows. And I put these together because I want you guys to kind of see like the key players of this era of drum and bass. But this has definitely got more of the jungle vibes to it.
heavy on the jungle vibes right here. Um, Rim was always really good at keeping the styles diverse um, when they put out on their label. Like they were really like the hard champion for the evolving drum and bass sound, in my opinion. Um, coming in right here, uh, we've got a a young lad at the time uh, by the name of John B. Now John B is low-key one of I'd say the most important figures in drum and bass music um, he started out as just a kid and um, just gained instant acceptance and just showed absolute masterful ability I think his first thing he put out was like this double album that was or one was called organic and the other one was called synthetic and um, this was actually the first track off of that synthetic disc and uh, Man, this was just really next level. And this is actually the 2016 remaster. I just did it for listening purposes, but very little has actually been changed about the track. So that's why I decided to keep it in there. But this track's called Starburst uh, by John B. John B. really was like bringing his own thing to the table with this. Um, he just was musing styles from like the 80s all the way through the, the coming tech step stuff because this was 1998 as well. Um, so and just innovative synth techniques. Um, just I, I I can't go on enough about how important this dude is in drum and bass, and he's responsible for a lot of major artists getting broken out there. So. Big ups, John B. This is me gushing over you for a little bit. Dropping in right here is a track by Aphrodite called King of the Beats. Um, now, this was just a really fundamentally important track for me and I think a lot of people also in the United States because Aphrodite was a big deal over here in America. Like this was the first drum and bass artist that I heard that like all my friends were listening to. And I didn't know what drum and bass even was at the time but I definitely liked this because I was starting to get into electronic music. Had the hip hop vibes, it's just rolls. Aphrodite was just absolutely the shit. So uh, enjoy this one. This one came out in 1999.
right here. Got a jam from Easy Rollers called Walk This Land. by Ram Trilogy, who was the supergroup of Orange and Unknown and Shimon, Andy C and Ant Miles. Out in 1999, this is another one off of Ram Records. Um, definitely gravitating towards like the darker sound uh, that was sort of starting to envelop everything in the, in the late 90s in the underground scene. Um, this also, of course, came out on Ram Records. It's Ram Trilogy being Andy C, Ant Miles, and Shimon. Um, they, uh, you know, they were really just absolutely championing the genre um, for, for years and years. dropping in right now uh, to that track that I mentioned earlier in the intro. This is The Nine by Bad Company. Um, widely acclaimed as the number one most recognizable drum and bass track that's ever, ever, ever been created. Now, of course, that's subject to debate, but you're going to have a lot of argument about this. Like I said, this is The Nine, this is The One.
clever little drop into Conflict. Uh, this track's called Messiah that came out in 2000. Another really important track to a lot of deep, darker producers that know this one uh, that came out on Renegade Hardware. Um, Conflict was uh, basically Rob Data and Kamal, who were two established producers in their own right, but there's something about their music. I don't know if they just put magic fairy dust in it or what, but everything they did just sounded absolutely amazing. I recommend you check out their entire back catalog. They weren't around for long. They disbanded pretty quickly, I'd say after um, like 2002. I, I didn't, hadn't really, haven't heard much 2003 maybe. And uh, so I just, I, I highly recommend you check it because that is a history lesson in and of itself. Coming in right now uh, to Pac-Man by Ed Rush and Optical, which also came out in 2000 on Virus. Um, Ed Rush and Optical were really awesome about sort of pushing this, like, I like to call it a nervous energy in their music. Um, this would sort of push more into what would be like the neurofunk vibes, which was based more around atmosphere, uncomfortable atmosphere with cool sounds on it. Coming in right now, um, I would say probably the most recognizable track from Atlanta trio, Evil Intent. Um, these guys sort of represented like a really awesome step in the direction of North American drum and bass and represented really what it was all about. Evil Intent remix of Corrupt Cops by Pish Posh. This came out on a sub-label of Renegade Hardware called Barcode in 2000. Um, and I would arguably say that this track sort of like gave Barcode a ton of relevance because of just how huge it was. And you hear how fucking heavy that is? That is America in a fucking drum and bass nutshell right there. So you guys take note. 
coming in right here. We have a track from uh, a, a sort of a legendary enigma in drum and bass known as Future Cut. And the track is called Horns 2000. And this is the Dylan remix. Coming in right here um, is an absolute legend track uh, by John B. Another one from John B. Um, called Up All Night. This is definitely his most notable track. He's had a lot of really good ones, but everyone knew and loved and knows and loves this track. You could play this today and it would go off. This came out on Metalheads 2001. Switch up right here um, for a little Russian juice from Paul B and Dissident called Technetum, which came out in 2002 on Renegade Hardware. Now this sort of pushes this sort of sub sub genre of tech step called Technoid, which was a very 
repetitive sort of techno-based idea behind drum and bass. I was a huge fan of it. Um, I can understand how not everybody would be, but I, I felt compelled to include this just because I, uh, I was always a huge fan of Paul B. Coming in right here, uh, another one of my favorites from 2003, uh, Total Science Nosher, and this is the Baron remix. Uh, came out on CIA Records, but and this was this is a fun tune. Now you can really start to see the direction heading into more of a jump up, fun vibe. see inclining bass lines were all the rage in 2003 um, you know, especially with guys like Baron but the vibe was sort of shifting from being like angry angsty sort of vibes into more of a like go out and party and have fun and bounce around almost drunken feel to it um, in an appropriate time when we're talking about inclining bass lines to go into pendulums first like real push onto the scene which was this track called Vault which came out in 2003 on 31 records. Uh, this track was revolutionary for so many reasons. Just listen to it and you'll see why.
And coming in right now to a track by DJ Fresh, who was a member of Bad Company, who I mentioned before. Um, tracks called Signal that came out on Ram Records, uh, I believe, in 2003 as well. Absolute legends, um, in especially in the jump up, jump up world. Um, Dylan Joe with Thugged Out Bitch. Um, this came out in 2004. Now Dylan Joe had been around forever before this. This is just the tune that I happened to pick, and it came out on his label Valve, based off of his giant sound system that he created. Like I said, um, this track's called Thugged Out Bitch, and it came out on Dillinger's label, Valve. Now, Dillinger went ahead and built himself just this absolutely legendary sound system um, throughout the mid-2000s called the Valve Sound System. The label is named either after it or he named the system after the label. I'm not sure which, but um, anywho, it was a pretty massive deal. Coming in right here, one of my favorite drum and bass tracks ever. This is Another Planet by Pendulum. Uh, which came out on Breakbeat Chaos. That's DJ Fresh's label. Um, this track, just listen to this track.
once again another planet by pendulum um this was like a mountain moving track i think for a lot of us that that little switch up in the middle was just absolutely next level so i mean i there's not a whole lot else that i can say about it but I, how important pendulum is to drum and bass uh, cannot be overstated because much like how goldie and those originators did these they really pushed the style in front of whole new audiences. I mean, hell, I even heard it on the radio in Austin, Texas. Oh, coming up right here, we have a track from uh, Subfocus called X-Ray. Now, I, it's hard to say whether or not this would be his most iconic track, but it, it's a pretty goddamn high up there iconic track. Uh, out on Ram Records uh, in 2005, you couldn't get away from this. Everyone played it. It's the jam. Get down. So something that I would like to point out about these 2003 to 2005 tracks is, and I don't know if you noticed, they love their synth lines. Um, it sort of became almost like a hook that wasn't vocal. Um, so you started seeing that in just a lot of these artists, especially um, the guys that came out on Breakbeat Chaos. DJ Fresh, who was the curator of that label, uh, he really had an ear for this sort of thing. So. I, it's the thing that you got to really notice. It became very dancey, very friendly music, uh, as opposed to some of the earlier styles of drum and bass, um, which was really cool. I, I really like that, um, you know, that aspect of it. Speaking of crazy synth lines, we got a track right here called Dreadlock, and that's by Future Prophecies, also out on Breakbeat Chaos in 2005. They were just killing it. Like I like to have this little section here of Breakbeat Chaos artists, but yeah, Future Prophecies, Dreadlock. Coming in right here, uh, we have a track from an absolute legend uh, out in 2006, Adam F. And this is the Circles VIP, which I believe came out on the Welcome to the Jungle LP on Breakbeat Chaos.
Right here we got Bad Dreams by Noisia, and that was out in 2006 on their label Vision. Um, I lots of Noisia tracks I could have put on this mix, and they had been in the game for years before this, but this just happens to be one of my personal favorites. Um, and it also sort of just shows like the beginning of the minimal side of like drum and bass starting to show up because now there's a lot of artists that have sort of branched off of like Noisia's original concept using space and minimalism. Um, and this is just a good example, an early example of them doing that. Dropping in right here, we got The Druids, which is by legendary Chase and Status, out in 2006 on Bingo Beats, DJ Zinc's label. Now, Chase and Status have covered just about every style of music you can think of. I mean, these guys are just absolute legendary dons in multiple scenes. Um, I particularly recommend their new album, the, the Jungle album I just put out. Uh, coming in right here, we've got uh, a track called Back to Your Roots by Johnny L. And Johnny L was one of the um, like originators of drum and bass style completely. And uh, this track was a track that he put out a little bit later, but this is actually the Friction in KT remix that came out in 2007, but it's very sing-alongable.
Coming in right here is a track uh, called The Code by Absolute Zero. Um, this is the SKC remix, but a little bit of story behind the track. Um, the Code was actually, I think, one of the very first, if not the first release on Renegade hardware um, by this by Absolute Zero, which, if I'm not mistaken, was DJ Fresh and somebody else. I don't remember who the other person was, and if I had done my research, I'd know. But this track was a sort of even the precursor to the nine um, and this is a SKC remix that came out, I believe, in 2007. Coming in right here, uh, a bit of an explanation. Um, this track is called Dead Dial, and it actually came out in 2015, but the reason I put it in this 20, 2007 section, um, and it's by Spirit and Digital, um, is because it's actually a mashup of two tracks that came out around that time uh, called Deadline and Dial Tone. And, uh, and this track right here just sort of, I don't know, I, I, it sounds really good. So that's why I decided to choose this in, in, in lieu of doing the two separate tracks. But, um, but Deadline and Dial Tone were both very influential um, crossover jungle to drum and bass tracks um, done by Spirit and Digital. And once again, R.I.P. Spirit. Alright, right here we have a track by Apex. Now, Apex is another one that we have lost, unfortunately. Um, rest in peace to Apex. Uh, the track's called Nowhere to Run, and it came out on Lifted, which was an amazing little collective between Apex, Spore, E1, Evil Intent.
you can kind of start to see how like sound design has really made um, started taking over in the way that their drum and bass was starting to be produced um, in, in the late 2000s. Um, especially amongst this little crew of Spore, E1, Apex, they're partially from the United States. Now E1, who's coming in right now with this track called Screw Up that's coming in next, E1 went on to become Kill the Noise. So uh, that's, that's a good thing to take note of. Also, Spore, who was part of this group, went on to become Feed Me. So a lot of these drum and bass guys that were kind of popping off in the mid-2000s to late 2000s went off and did other styles of music and became wildly successful. And like I said, this one right here is called Screw Up uh, by E1, a.k.a. Kill the Noise. Um, and I believe this came out in 2008, maybe 2009, I'm not sure. But this was also a lifted track. Big ups to E1, the gun. Coming in right here, we got a track by Spore. Um, and like I said, he goes by Feed Me Now, uh, called Aztec, that came out in 2009 on DJ Friction Shogun Records. Um, these guys had a real knack of making tracks that just every single DJ wanted to play. Um, and this one was no exception. Probably out of this era, um, if, I, if you ask me what a what sport track was like the most notable, this would be the one. Definitely getting more experimental sound-wise, pushing the edge, and it's still going hard, like hard, hard, hard.
to another super iconic track by DJ Hazard uh, called Mr. Happy, which came out in 2010. Um, this is a good example of Jump Up, uh, where it was at um, in around 2010 era. Because Jump, Jump Up still maintained a lot of the uh, aspects that made it its own style from the jump. So those drum breaks, um, those repetitive bass lines, that was all a big part of what made Jump Up what it was. Uh, and this track is no exception. This is just like the absolute pinnacle of 2010 Jump Up music. Right here we go into a track by Lodestar, which came out in 2010 on Ram Records, uh, entitled Link to the Past. Um, I include this one because this really sort of, to me, was the point where the sound shift started happening in drum and bass, focusing more on just the drums and the bass and more minimal vibes. Like, this is a good example of it. by Die and Break um, out in 2012. Um, Break has had quite the career. Um, he's been around forever and uh, and I feel like he just hasn't stopped putting out amazing music. But this is sort of starting to um, like show that roller vibe that we're going to start seeing more and more and more of as we approach uh, 2019 um, because rollers are just all the rage right now. Um, and coming in right here, uh, sort of conversely, is Cabin Fever Hard Going, which came out in 2013, which is more of a jungle hardcore kind of game. This is a good throwback to sort of give you an example of like what breakbeat jungle vibes were um, prior to drum and bass. 
Standout star Sigma right here with the Rude Boy VIP, um, which came out, I believe, in 2014. Um, Sigma sort of stands in a class of their own because they've taken mainstream drum and bass to a whole new level, and they sort of like them in the same tune as Pendulum and Subfocus have. They've done great things. Prototypes with Pale Blue Dot, which came out in 2014. Um, ushering in this, like, chunky, like, uh, metric, and and these guys, they all had this sound that was just very Viper, which was the record label a lot of them put out stuff on.
into the iconic Whip Slap by Dimension UK um, out on MTA in 2015. MTA is chasing statuses in print. Um, again, another track that was just absolutely inescapable in 2014, 2015. A lot of the shows that play, everyone plays this stuff. Still, people still play this stuff. And Dimension has since been an absolute rising star in the DMV world. Um, so yeah, big up to big up to uh, Dimension. Moving into 2016, uh, we got a track called Klaxon by Document One. Uh, this is another one that came out on Viper Recordings. Love Document One. Um, he sort of reminds me a lot of Adam F. in the way that he chooses his sounds and stuff. A lot of natural bass, uh, upright bass and vibes like that. Uh, I think Document One's one to keep your eye on because um, he's doing some really cool stuff. one is uh, Terminus by Metric, um, an absolute master of all things soulful. Um, everything that guy does is just so emotional and, and, and feel good. And that one came out on Hospital Records, which when we do the Liquid Funk podcast, we'll get more into Hospital, but um, huge track. Right here, we've got Bunker by Culture Shock. This came out in 2017 on Ram. Um, Probably the number one track uh, Rams ever put out still. I'm not sure, but there's something about the simplicity. And I think that's the something to note about the drum and bass where it was headed um, was just it, breaking it down to just the simplest uh, elements that made it what it was. Um, so in this late 2010s era drum and bass, we're, we're seeing more of a movement back towards minimalism, focus on a few really dope sounds instead of just squishing every last space um, into uh, you know into oblivion trying to create all these craziness now it's just about making nice clean relatable German beats <laughs> coming in right here DJ limited and sub zero this is run featuring Inja Little far-sighted and fun. Uh-uh. Run. 
No escape on the jump, wanna turn this head Most turbulence, you get sparked yeah. Everybody wanna race, so let's up the pace and give chase uh-huh. Go overboard or go straight, uh-huh. undertake or rotate Take the leap, record break, uh-huh. fast lane with no heart strain There's no last place in my brain uh-huh. Everybody wanna leap, take shortcuts to speed uh-huh. They miss the things that they need, that right. that's envious of your greed Then that man's get all deep, uh-huh. so then you better go weak Cause the truth comes out on cheats, they run but can't escape deep Run, but you can't hide with them dark times, get all fast and then run when the truth wanna turn this head to cause turbulence, you get spun Run, but you can't hide when them dark times get all far sighted and run Run, no escape when the truth wanna turn this head to cause turbulence, you get spun Can't run when the block gets twisted Face the truth or die out and move head high and you won't get affected Stand firm, the pain's whistling Dropped in right now, um, a newer artist named Upgrade, I'm a big fan of his music, and the track is called Seckle. Um, this is a good example of what a roller track would be, um, you know, by today's standards. It's real minimal, and it's all about the weird noises, um, you know, dropping in over these rolling bass lines, like keeping it nice and simple. Um, and this is just a really good uh, example of that. Uh, honorable mention to Kings of the Rollers, Benny L. Um, those guys are making killer stuff in this style of music right now. About to drop in right here, we've got Mampy Swift and DJ Fresh with Play Me, and this is the Mob Tactics remix. The original of this track um, was just a monster in its day. Uh, Mampy Swift, just the dawn of really cultivating the drum and bass sounds across dance floors. One of the most prolific DJs in the drum and bass scene. Um, and this is the Mob Tactics remix. I like to do a two birds with one stone and get one of the newer artists out there. As we draw to a close, um, the last track I'm going to put on is one of the highest, shiniest stars in drum and bass right now, um, known as Wilkinson. Um, and this track is called All For You. Uh, this just came out, I'd say, a couple of months ago. Um, but it's just kind of a good way to close out uh, and sort of show how like the roots of drum and bass are still completely there. We still, you know, everything comes full circle. Everything even through the... 2019 back in the day we they, the beauty of drum and bass i think uh is that they take all of these elements and uh and then they just do something amazing with it 
and never let him go. They just keep evolving. a brief history of drum and bass now i know there's a lot i missed all right um this is a huge genre with lots of subgenres and subgenres of subgenres and hopefully we're going to get to tackle each one of those subgenres in its own podcast but for now hopefully i gave you guys a nice little tour of the world of drum and bass as we know it um especially uh since we are starting to see sort of a renaissance coming back in drum and bass and i know um in the rest of the world uh, it just keeps growing and growing and growing so so back from its humble roots um from jungle and hardcore music um all the way through the furious 2000s uh up till now um with the more minimal style of rollers and everything We've truly seen a full circle evolution. Um, and the beauty of it all, uh, like I said before, is that producers don't seem to just let go of their roots um, when they're writing music. That's the awesome thing about drum and bass. As you can hear, 1995 in like every single one of the tracks. So big shouts um, to all of my DB friends. You know who you are. Um, I, I love this genre so much. And I truly thank you guys uh, for joining me. Hopefully you learned something. Hopefully, hopefully uh, you know, this was enjoyable for you. Um, once again, I want you guys to check out the website, please, uh, www.killyouregonow.com. Um, join our mailing list, buy our merch. Um, we, we definitely appreciate y'all so much. So until next time, this is Run DMT, and this has been The Genre Fix. Take care. <laughs>